Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney Travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Melobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellabratic, and today we bring you the Epcot Food and Wine Festival in the summer once again, and the Hoopty Doo Review is back. The Hoopty Doo Review is back, and on our recent stay, someone, it might have been a DVC guide, somebody told us they're bringing it back, but they're changing it. And now we know a little bit more details, and it doesn't sound like they're changing it very much. So, yes, the Hoopty Doo Musical Review is back this summer. If you have not been to this event... What are you doing? Yes, what are you doing? We highly recommend you go. So first of all, the particulars. You can start making reservations as of May 26th. Yes, for times beginning on June 23rd. So that sounds like the first show will be June 23rd. Yes. Right as the summer begins on June 21st. It takes place at Pioneer Hall at Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground and Resort. You know, this is, I believe... The longest running show at Walt Disney World. Is it a show or is it more of like a restaurant? You know what? It's called a dinner show. That's typically what you call it. And I've probably been, I'd say about 10 times. It started in 1974. We went right away when it opened. And over the years, it hasn't really changed a ton. And it sounds like... It really is not going to change much more. Now, do you remember it? You were there, yeah, I think, a last... I think I've gone at least twice. You've gone, I believe, twice, I yes. I want to say, yeah. I remember really liking it, and I remember I liked it after the first time and wanted to go again, and I remember it being quite entertaining. Yeah, it's... um, I don't want to give too much away. If you like looking into what happens, then go ahead. They're going to change it a bit, but I, I'm not sure if they'll change the way it starts and all that sort of stuff. But I will say it's a basically a stage show, you know, old time takes place and as if it's like the 1800s or something yes. like that. And there's sort of a group of men and women. They're very funny. They're on stage, but it is interactive. Yes. They do come out into the audience. Uh, they did at least. So yeah. hopefully they will. I have a feeling they're going to... I gonna... mean, with everything dropping, I mean, I hope that they would not try to avoid this because what's yeah, the point? I, my guess is... I can't really think of anything that might have been offensive, but maybe there was some old language, like they referred to things in an old way or something, and you know how Disney's changing its certain things. Yeah, but I'm sure nothing too drastic that would take away yeah, from it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. In fact, I'm just trying to find the exact line where they said something about some new twists or something like that. A few updates to its script and scenery. Yes, while staying true to the treasured experience that it's been known as for all these years. Yeah, scenery. There's not much scenery because it's a stage. It's a stage we'll and it's a restaurant. Now, so. the seating, the way it works is there's a floor area and then there are, you know, the those are the most expensive, and then it sort of works out, and there's also a balcony, and they're the least expensive. Probably because they mostly come out onto the floor. Yeah, they come out onto the floor. That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. So if you do or want to be or do not want to be potentially called on... It's pick, true. It all depends. Pick your seating accordingly. Personally, we like to request the most expensive section and the tables right at the stage. There are a bunch of tables that you're basically right in front of the stage. Yeah. And I love those because you're up close. They... They don't necessarily come to you. They sort of go to the middle of the floor in all the ones I've experienced. But anyway, you don't really get to pick where, you see, where you're seating other than the section. And they may sit you with another group if, if, you, if there's only yeah. two of you. Because I don't believe there are many, if any, tables for two. Stuff like that. But it's really, really worth going. It's singing. Uh, lots of fun. It's really funny. The food's and pretty good. I was just going to say. And the food. Yeah. The food is... 
the fair of fried chicken, barbecue ribs. Do they you, have cornbread yes, that I'm remembering? Yes, you love their cornbread. So they have cornbread. They have beans, I believe, and stuff like that. And it's I'm, sort of a country meal. And I'm pretty sure they put drinks in mason jars. Or yeah, mason bit. jar drinks. Uh, it's bottomless sangria and oh. beer, or it was. We'll see if they take that away. And they have strawberry shortcake for dessert. Delicious. And then there's a big finale where everyone can take part in. So we used to compare this food to the Aloha, Spirit of Aloha Luau, which is now going away because they're building the Holiday Inn, <laughs> the new Disney Vacation Club buildings there. <laughs> You're going to accidentally call it that to a, yeah, yeah. someone one day and I know. just not but, realize. Um, they had the same sort of food there, but it wasn't good. But the fried chicken in particular is really good at Pioneer Hall, so... Anyway, it's back. If you've never gone and you're wondering whether it's worth it, definitely go. Longest running thing at Walt Disney World since 1974, almost a full 50 years. And uh, it really hasn't changed that much. So that's all. I noticed Disney is bringing it back just in time for the second half of their 50th celebrations. Yeah. So good timing for that. Yes. Up next. Olaf will be pleased because hugs are back across the Disney travel universe. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this. They're finally bringing back normal character meet and greets. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It starts, so they're just saying as early as April 18th. So this is for Disney World, Disneyland, Aulani, Disney Cruise, I'm assuming. So they're just going to start slowly reintroducing, not all at once, everywhere is what they're getting at. So maybe they'll start with Princess Fairytale Hall and character greetings at Epcot. Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure they'll announce the details. But now, would you feel comfortable hugging a princess again? And you know, Anna, costumes like Mickey and Minnie, they're inside costumes, right? So yeah. maybe that's a bit safer if you are at all COVID paranoid. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I had a mask on, probably. And I feel like it really depends. I mean, for me personally, if I already had it, I kind of don't really mind. But it depends because if they drop the tests, then I'm not too worried. So it, it's all relative to the yeah, situation. So I guess that's a good way to look at it. You can still meet the characters and not hug them. Yeah. Right. So. And But I do think with everything else dropping in Florida, it's kind of pointless to specifically have, oh, no, 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 don't touch characters, but wait in a ride line with 30 other people squished into a small space. Yeah, right? very, very good point. So, They're going to have to make sure that, especially the face characters, the ones who aren't in costumes, typically yeah. princesses, but some of the villains, uh, that they're comfortable as well. So that'll be part of casting. Yeah. But yeah, so you will now have the option. But like I said, you could still go into Princess Fairytale Hall and meet Cinderella or Tiana or whoever you're meeting and not hug them. Yeah, exactly. Well, adults hugging them would be sort of weird anyway but for, the, for the kids. Yeah. You know, typically adults don't hug them. Or maybe they die to me. But know. I mean, actually, adults do like hug Mickey and Minnie sometimes. So. Yeah, Mickey and Minnie, they do. They're, you know, friendlier. But as <laughs> I said, they're costumes, so there's sort of a physical barrier there. There always was. That's true. So that's good. Hugs are back. As I said, it says as early as April 18th. So it's pretty foggy. But basically, these these, these new story is... They're going to start rolling it out and accelerate it into the spring and yes. summer, basically. Hopefully by the time we're there in August. And speaking of summer, they're, yes. do they're doing it again this year. Food and Wine Festival is beginning on July 14th in 2022. Used to be a fall thing, but now it starts like, in the summer. We could make more money this way, so let's do that. Yep, they're starting it. It's going to run from July 14th all the way through November 19th. When they will immediately begin their holiday festival. Yeah, we'll immediately move into Festival of the Holidays. 
and it will be back with everything that you know and love about the festival. We're not going to go into a ton of detail now because I know they're going to release more. So once we get what we really love to talk about is which food you should go for, we'll start yes, sharing we that information. we have those foodie guides. We will have an on-site review when it comes I'm in the summer. I'm very excited to try the Food and Wine Festival once again. Yeah. Last year it was, um, it was good, but we were in the midst of Delta, so we were a little bit standoffish in some of the lines, although there was some amazing stuff. You did get what you really wanted, which was that... The beignets, the, the trois beignets. fromage. Yeah. It was delicious. It was filling. I don't I'll care how many that. cheeses were in there, they blended perfectly. But yeah, but if you're planning to attend, you want to book a trip around it, you now know the dates, July 14th through November 19th, 2022, 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Exactly. And Epcot is slowly becoming just a giant dining center because Connections Cafe and Eatery is soon opening its doors. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago and now Disney's yes. released a little bit more news about the dining itself, but also the menu, which is pretty interesting. So yeah. remember, this was the space or at least the area that was served by Electric Umbrella, which was okay, but nothing really spectacular. But the preview of the menu here is a little bit interesting. They're calling it casual quick service with a global culinary feel. I don't know how Disney comes up with these names and ways to describe it, because they're all slightly different and yet all the same. But let's... What's on the menu? So first we have the French Bistro Burger. Oh, if you love burgers, there are quite a few, yeah. And this is the one with caramelized onion, bacon, and brie, or the Southwestern Burger, which is featuring a roasted chipotle corn salsa and a guacamole spread. But they also have, so those are sort of traditional, right? We got a bistro burger and a Southwestern, but let's now talk about how they're bringing culinary global into the burger space. What's next? Oh, the banh mi burger. That is what? Vietnamese. Yes. And then they have another. The Greek-inspired Mediterranean burger. Yeah, so those are, they may have more. Those are four interesting burgers. There's going to be something for everyone, but it's not all burgers. Yes. For a lighter option, there are obviously salads because Disney's bringing health into all of their restaurants. And there are salads that are inspired by the French and Chinese cuisines, including the... Niçoise. Ah, Niçoise style salad. salad. So This actually sounds pretty good. Packed with potatoes, white and green beans, and olives drizzled with delicious Dijon vinaigrette. Dijon. Now Dijon. listen, as you know, I lived in Nice. So yes. this is, the, in Nice, it's called the Salade Niçoise. But there's one ingredient, the key ingredient missing, and it's the reason I never ate it, is fish. So mm. the Salade Niçoise has fish in it. I can't remember if it was anchovies or what it was because I never ate it for that reason in France. So maybe they're calling it Niçoise style. Maybe they're dumping the, fri- the maybe fish. Maybe you'll have to give it a try. Well, I'm going to look and see, but that's okay. good. And then what's the Asian flair salad? What's the Asian flair? The General So chicken salad featuring a broccoli slaw, red bell pepper, Mandarin oranges and crispy wontons. That actually sounds pretty good. That sounds like one of those sort of sweetie salads. Yeah. Like sweet style. So if you want to... So you'll have sort of... Yeah, salad niçoise or niçoise style, as they're calling it, is not one of those sweet vinaigrette type of salads. Definitely Mediterranean. So yes. they, So you've got a couple of salad options there. And, of course, you have a couple of pizza options, including a classic meatball pizza. I'm sorry, mm. how is that classic? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Someone informed oh, me yes, about that. The classic meatball. Yeah, you know, we've all tried this. <laughs> the classic meatball pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. And then a plant-based curry spice pizza. Ooh, that's interesting. Yes, and this is topped with carrots, potato, peas, and lime yogurt. Now, mm-hmm. 
Can I have the meatballs on the curry spice pizza? That would be for me. Let's so, not. So maybe I'm going to order both. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order both and I'm going to do a mashup. And I will say I've seen some photos. I'll post some. They actually look like pizza slices. It's not uh, flatbread. It's as not long the, as I don't have to eat any of it. It's not. Oh, you don't want. You're a classic meatball pizza lover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. That is pretty funny. And then there's something for the little ones as well, as if they wouldn't like pizza. Well, they might not like the classic meatball. I'm sure they have pepperoni. And what do we have for the little ones? We have grilled chicken bao. That's for the little ones who have an international flair. (laughs) And then, of course, there's chicken nuggets and a cheeseburger, which is what I will be eating. At least there's no grilled cheese, which was a Disney classic for many years. Okay, I'm sure if you were to ask for one, they'd still give you one. Yeah, that's well, they might if they have the stuff there. And exactly. then there's a little bit of dessert style as well. Yes. We the Liege waffle. What's in that? Anything with the name waffle in it is delicious, but this one is made with brioche yeast dough stuffed with pearl sugar and finished with tasty okay, toppings, Okay, so that's going to be sweet for sure. Yeah, they that's, just say tasty toppings. They did not elaborate. That is going to be on the sweet side. You will probably like that. I mean, anything with the name waffle is Well, you like brioche buns. That's, those are like those, uh, yeah. those pretzel buns we're eating oh, now. Oh, I know. Yeah, so you will definitely like the Liege waffle, a little French flair. Yes. Oh, and milkshakes too. There's a mango coconut milkshake topped with the pomegranate molasses drizzle and the delectable apple pie gelato shake, Ooh. which I am now adding to my Disney must-eat list. That sounds very, very interesting. This is going to be open in the summer, right? They haven't announced a date yet, so let's hope. Let's hope those walls are down by our next visit because in the summer. Those construction walls. <laughs> I would like walls. to eat this. And of course, there will be specialty beverages for young and old alike. The watermelon mint agua fresca is alcohol free. Would you drink a watermelon? Uh, watermelon mint. You don't love mint. I I, w- I like spearmint. Oh, so I don't that's, like peppermint. I'm assuming it's a spearmint. I would I would assume so. I think you would eat buy this because you like fresca, and I would try a sip. Yeah, I might like it. Yep. And then, of course, for adults, there are multiple wines and draft bills available, along with the cucumber and Thai basil cooler. Hmm, that's a specialty cocktail. Wonder what the alcohol is in that. Guess we'll have to try it and find out. Oh, no. And, of course, on top of all this, and I'm not sure how they're actually going to do it, it's also the home to the Starbucks. Yeah. So there's potential for this to be a little bit crowded. So maybe I'll just buy none of this stuff and get Starbucks. Yeah. So we're going to have to see how it all plays out. But I do like, I think it's a big improvement over uh, what was there with Electric Umbrella. And then finally, on the news this week. Of course, we have something from the Disney Wish because we always do. They are adding a new enchanting memories and exclusive merchandise. Yeah, they're having a retail district on board. Uh, that runs between the Grand Hall and the Walt Disney Theater on Deck 3. So it sounds like there's going to be a little shopping promenade. So <laughs> as if you're trapped on the ship, you're going to buy something eventually. Of I course. know you will like it because in other areas, there is a Dooney and Bork handbag Ooh. area. Are they going to have like little Disney wishes on them, like in their sketch style that they love doing? Yeah, we'll have to see. And in a new location on Deck 5, if you're a returning cruiser, you will find Mickey's Mainsail, a fleet mainstay filled with Disney Cruise Line-themed gifts and accessories. If these ships ever have to be quarantined again, people are going to waste so much money at these shops. Yeah. Me included. 
So that is the news this week in our rapid fire 15 minute style. You are now all caught up on the latest Disney travel news. Yes. Let us know what you think about Hoop De Doo and everything else this week as we tweet out on social media at 1923 Main Street. Thank you for listening. As always, we see, we'll see you again next week and have a magical day. Bye bye.